You're listening to OK Now Listen, a bi-weekly show where we chat about what's on our minds, what we're binging, and what's blowing up our timelines. I'm Scotty Beam, media personality, content creator, music enthusiast, and a wing connoisseur. And I'm Sylvia O'Bell, culture writer, host, producer, and lover of Beyonce. And? And I'm also... OK, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I, w- I want you all to listen up. <laughs> Put the put you know if you're driving, pay attention to the road. But everybody else, listen up. Pull over. Turn the volume. Make up. this a moment. Because I thought this was a safe space, guys. I thought that we had grown together this past year and a half, almost two years now. You know, I've been pouring out my vulnerability to y'all, my heart, my whatever. And I, you know, I reveal one flaw. Mm-hmm. Just one cultural moment that I missed mm-hmm. and y'all lit me <laughs> up on Twitter about not seeing Crooklyn I said I was ashamed of it I said I'm sorry what I gotta do what I gotta do why why would you all I thought y'all loved me like I just thought that they were doing it out space. of love Sylvia they wanted to bully you <laughs> into watching Crooklyn, because this is a tribe. We we have to literally sit you down and talk you through why it makes sense to watch such a great film. And I and here's the thing. I I I know it's me. It's not Crooklyn, it's me. It is you. I know that. Yeah. Like I'm not like, oh, I didn't watch it because I didn't no, think no, it was no. a good movie. Yeah. It's not all. Not, I mean, if anything, I didn't watch it because it was I, once I heard it was sad, I didn't want to be sad. Mm-hmm. But I gotta just put my big girl pants, pants on. on. And, and yeah, I'm about deal. to ask you so now it's been what two weeks hmm? since that yeah it's been two weeks it's been two weeks and have you watched crooklyn yet wow it'd be your own best friend and that's why i, I just niggas I just is say, bullying you it's been, i've been busy oh my god i've been busy scotty i've been i've been busy we know. I, I, both we you know i've been on the road we know i've been <laughs> I've been on road. I've been off road. We've been working. You know, we've. I just been. It's gonna happen. I swear, y'all. I swear, it's gonna happen. And y'all better not come for me again this week because we just started off by saying this is a safe space. Grow with me too. (laughs) Love me too. (laughs) Don't you worry, guys. Um, I've decided. That's why I flew out here to LA. I needed to come and make sure she watched. Just picture Scotty putting me in a chair and holding my head (laughs) forward with her hands on my face and pressing play on Crooklyn. That's exactly what's going to happen. Making me watch it from start to finish. That's Because it don't make no sense. It's been two weeks now. I I, I was in... So the bullying doesn't work. I'm pissed. You know, there's been a lot going on in LA (sighs) this weekend. Last weekend I went to Vegas. It was just, you Mm -hmm. know, I've been busy. For the first time, by the way, guys. For the first time. I've never been to Vegas. It is essentially Times Square... But a city, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. I was like, it's 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 a uh, it was over it was overstimulating. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool. I've never done it. I've done I've went once for one night, but we didn't do anything crazy. I had to go there for work, but I've never done like a wild girls mm. trip to Las yeah. Vegas. Like I want to do, so do that too. I haven't done that yes. yet either. Like I feel like there's a lot of different ways you can do Vegas, and I feel like. I just experienced like a little touch of like, okay, see it, do some touristy things. I rode in the gondola, I rode in the gondola, you know, and like mm. went to Fat Tuesdays, which mm. I learned I'm too old for now. 
Why? Because I love you know, Fat Tuesday. I love, you know what it is? I was I found myself at Fat Tuesdays and being like, so what's which liquor? What look kind of liquor is this? <laughs> Asking. And then I was asking questions that nobody else was asking. I said, I'm too old. Nigga, I we got never, house liquor. They was this like, is what we got. They were, I was like, is it rum? Is it tequila? Is no, it vodka? No. They were like, it's rum. I was like, what's in the octane? They were like, Everclear. I said, Everclear? They put Everclear? Everclear? Ask these questions, people, is what I'm say, telling you. Shout out to Start Everclear. Asking. I said, I was drinking Whoa. Everclear and rum all the time and sugar. I said, back also, 20-something Sylvia was like, show me the strongest drink. 30-something Sylvia was like, so what's in this? What's in this? <laughs> right. Anyway, show? Anyway. Right. Um, but yes, I've been busy. Mm-hmm. I will watch Crooklyn. Mm-hmm. All I ask is for some grace and kindness <laughs> as I go through this difficult time. But let's move on to things we have watched, okay? <laughs> let's change the topic to things that we let's talk about have things we have watched. Watch. Scotty. Oh, my God. Yanisha <laughs> Beam has not stopped talking. About one Netflix show in particular. Oh. Let her have the moment that she needs to have about it. Guys, okay, first (laughs) of all, the fact that I wasn't going to watch the show because it looked white. So I was like, hey, guys, there's a lot of white people in the show, and I don't think I have the capacity to, like, care. But when I said I'll just watch one episode, I was like, God damn. This is a great series. I'm already on board, and I'm talking about Made, okay? Mm-hmm. Made with um, every well, all the, those people on there. But <laughs> I really was about to. Anika, I, I leaned in like, oh, about but, with who? <laughs> with Anika Noni Rose on there, the one black um, woman, yes, and uh, <laughs> and all the ama- the rest I, of the I cast. Ain't <laughs> um, even <laughs> the amazing cast there, um, but. It's an incredible series. Uh, it's about this uh, single mother who is with her, you know, the father of her child. And he is basically she's a survivor of domestic violence and she doesn't know that yet. So, yeah, it's a really good piece. But I I, I related to it so much because it reminded me of my mother and I, me being the baby, my mother being um, mm. the, the lead of the show. Mm. Uh, and it was it was so good. I I cried every single episode Mm. every single one i called my mom i was like mom listen okay hear me out i know you don't watch no white shit but let me tell you something this This shit right right here here. this is us girl like this is us so she watched it and she was crying too she sends me pictures and videos from watching the series and she's like (laughs) oh my god they do the same thing we do like there's certain parts in the uh series like when the baby sings shoot shoot yeah i used to sing that to my mom my mom used to make me sing it to other people What parents? And parents. I love black parents. Um, hey, do that thing you do. Do it. Do it. Sing do it. For them. Sing shoot them. Sing it. Like my mom is that person. So, you know, and there was other moments, you know, that I guess made her think of my dad and the dynamic between her and my father mm-hmm. and and myself. So I thought that shit was incredible. It was really good. Like it was written really well. The acting was the down. Acting. The actors was acting you hear me (laughs) and there's a real mother-daughter duo you know the lead and the mother of the lead are mother and daughter wait the mother of the lead is famous like i've seen her in other things like is it um andy andy mcdowell andy mcdowell i know her from a lot of other white shows Mm -hmm. um like 
Oh, you know what she was in? Beauty Shop. Queen Latifah. You remember the yes, bougie white monkey, woman? Yes. Monkey, monkey, monkey bread. Yes, monkey, yes, monkey bread. <laughs> I said, what can I do here to help Scotty meet yes. me halfway? Her. <laughs> so, yeah, the mother. She's the mother yeah. in the show. So, she's, yeah, because I, so her, that's her real daughter? That's her real daughter. Shut the fuck yes, up. Yes, it is. That blew wow. my mind. Oh, I love that. And the girls are acting. So, I watched the first episode, and then I didn't keep going because I, Again, sadness is the theme here that yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to avoid. Yeah. But I thought they had that cute behind Raymond a block a black, the guy who plays Nate. Oh yes. I he's, him. Handsome. He's, he's handsome. He's a handsome man. And I saw Anika Nani Rose. And then people people who I trust like you, um, mm-hmm. like my friend Kendall. I saw Ava DuVernay tweeting about it, just how well done it was and like the character. So I said, let me try to watch this. Um, but I do think what I liked from the episode I saw was how realistic they're being about how hard it is to get out of poverty and just like how like it's just this economy is such a loop and how much our systems are broken. Right, I'm about to say and how much support like the lack of support that survivors of domestic violence actually have yes. and the work that they have to do to re- get some safety. Right. Like it's insane. So I it blew my mind. It was great. It was well written and I really enjoyed it. So yes, please watch Made if you can and thank me later. All right. Now, what are you watching, Sylvia? Now, me, like most of Black Twitter, damn, very excited about the return of Issa and them Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a little show we like to call Insecure. It is back, baby, but it feels bittersweet because Mm -hmm. it's the last season. Mm -hmm. And so, like, while I'm very excited to get more new episodes, I'm also sad because I know it's almost over. It's like when you're at the end of a good meal. Mm-hmm. Or when you at your favorite candy, it's like the last few left, and mm-hmm. like you're happy you have it, but you're sad because it's almost gone. Really That's how I feel about this season of Insecure. Um, people who have been following me for a long time know I've been mad obsessed with the show. That this show made me a host. For the first time, like this show gave me my first show. Oh yeah, with hella opinions because that's how my first show that I ever hosted started mm-hmm. was as an insecure after show, and the only reason I got picked to host it was because, I, well, besides being good at it, but like also, I knew the most about it on our team, and so they were like, "So we should host." And that's how I started getting in this hosting game oh, at wow. all. So it has a bit of sentimental value to me. And I just think that for me, what I love about and I think it speaks to also what I love about Insecure beyond what's happening on screen is just like it's create it's it's the networking across Issa has done across platforms for this show over the course of these five seasons have put so many people on. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to attend the block party this weekend and just a, a lot of the premiere festivities that were happening throughout LA. Mm-hmm. And I love that Issa puts on for her city so specifically right. in that way. And I, I I think it's a thing all creatives can take a note from where it's like you don't have to be somebody who you're not like when you make it. You know what I mean? Like what I loved when I was watching her and like you see her, like her and her childhood, like her home friends are there, like mm-hmm. not just her celebrity friends, but also like local black businesses from around like it was happening in the backyard of like the hilltop parking lot like insecure fest and which is like you know her like and it was like in south la not like hollywood la and it was like literally actually where she was doing the walk where they filmed her doing the walk from lawrence's apartment to hers after that episode like it was like on that corner like if you watched it so it was like i just loved how black it was i loved how like organic and like just 
South LA it was, like from the vendors to the music to like the you know whoever she had for the DJ, the hosts were Crystal and Fran. Like it was just really dope, and it was very it was all free. Everything was like she wasn't charging nobody for nothing, not for no drinks, not for no food. The food was bomb. Like it was just like have fun, do it up, right? And it was just a good time. And I just think like it speaks to why it just jumps off the screen the impact of insecure Absolutely. and like how our generation she really made like i think she just did it up for the culture in a big way for us and i think this show represents a lot to us in that way and i hope that it just spears heads a, bu- a lot more right because you know it's definitely lightning in a bottle in a lot of ways but i do think that the way they did it and like doing it for themselves is like something that we can all take moving forward. And I hope that this is just the start of a ton more of shows like Insecure. We can all argue on Twitter and be too relatable to the, you know, be too triggered by the characters and like <laughs> see yourself in various moments. Because what I love to do when people get specifically annoyed about certain things in Insecure, mm-hmm. I'll be like, ain't that us though? And that, ain't that why we mad? Like even in uh-huh. the sense of like Issa and Lawrence and like how we're back here again almost every other season one if they're gonna get back together and be like I don't know how many times can we do a storyline well ain't that you and your exes hello <laughs> so it's like <laughs> that's reality you know that's reality I think the central you know relationship in this show they keep pointing out is her and Molly and I'm interested to see how they heal this season as well because in the premiere it shows them dealing with the transition of going from fake cool, like being fake back to back back <laughs> which mm-hmm. I think is I love that they specified those two differences like difference. how long does it take to get from being fake back to really back back right. and it's like that seems to be like the journey they're trying to that's go so on that's so and I'm though. like damn that's, that's real ass transition yo <laughs> that is a real thing and so I love seeing that conversation that's in the crazy. premiere and like them going back to Stanford and like reflecting on the past and deciding about the future but Prentice said that the theme of this season is okay like people how are people going to be okay how are these characters going to be okay that's why each episode ends with okay you right. know question mark so I'm excited to see how our people end up I'm sure I'm sure Issa's going to piss me off the writer Issa in or the writer's room I'm right. sure I'm going to be upset <laughs> but I'm looking forward to the journey <laughs> So we'll see what happens. So yeah. Speaking of insecure, insecure, and insecure, um, an insecure festival. It closed out with the one and only Jasmine Sullivan Absolutely. taking us the fuck home. I saw them Insta stories. I was like, "Girl is singing down." You hear me? <laughs> in that white trench, and Shit. she had these glasses, these white glasses, and she came out talking about busting windows out of cars. Oh and I said, God. "I know that's right, Jasmine." And um, the voice, uh, we were, but what I was most excited about as I was watching her perform Mm -hmm. was that I knew a little secret, which was that me and a one Scotty Bean Uh were going to be talking to her Monday Mm -hmm. in our first ever Okay Now Listen live show Mm -hmm. at, at... Soho House, Girl. West Hollywood. Girl. That's a bad bitch. Girl. Okay, what a venue. What, what a, a venue. What, what a first venue. What a first guest. What a first audience. Our girl has been nominated for 12 Grammys in the past, child. And I know, like, right now, I'm just going to tell you. Hotels better motherfucking get a nomination. And I mean nominations. With an S. 
The black ass. Do not play with me. <laughs> don't play. Don't piss me off. The recording academy. Okay. Don't do it. So, you know, the fact that she's been bringing black women together to talk through our unheard perspectives on love and dating, mm. like with just one, one album. album. One project. The tales were telling. Hello? They were telling. And the hoes was talking. <laughs> okay. Okay. Old I was hoes, young hoes. New hoes. <laughs> all the hoes. <laughs> all the hoes were talking. And yeah, and so I think that's what would make this so special and validating for her for this kind of album yeah. to receive that recognition. And what was beautiful about doing this event at Soul House with RCA that was super intimate, but there were a lot of industry folks in the room, including some Recording Academy folks. So we got to threaten them in person, y'all. So just yeah. know we held y'all down Do on understand. what needed to be said. Eye contact was made. You and hear you me? You know what I mean? So Don't play with me. Don't play with us. But yes, um, it was beautiful. So it was kind of like we were in this garden room, back restaurant, floor to ceiling windows, 360 views of the West Hollywood Hills. And it was... Um, and I'm talking about like garden, like trees. There, there were trees, trees in the room. It's real, bo- it's real bougie and fancy up in there. Right. I was like... Think Pride Rock. Think... <laughs> Think shut yes. up. Think <laughs> Lion King. I'm out, guys. Think what? that. That's when I, I was like, these trees are strong as shit. What is happening? Not Rafiki about to come down. It's the definitely tree. a Rafiki. I moment. hate her. Yeah, but also <laughs> it was that. It was really, it was really extreme, guys. It was and beautiful. It was beautiful. It. And Jasmine sang right before she sang yes, two songs right before did. we got to perform, which really threw. I was like, you're gonna throw us off our game like this because I just came from church now. After mm-hmm. catching the the spirit, mm-hmm. Scotty literally almost hopped on stage with her guys. I had to pull Very. her back. I literally <laughs> two seconds from picking up that background mic. The runs <laughs> don't make sense to me. It's just make it make sense. Anointed voice of God. She just be. Oh, and it, it's so easy for her. She just mm, boom. Yeah, that's lower all she register runs higher. Like whatever you need, she got you. She don't need to move that much. Like literally, it's I just, just I. Just My mind is blown every time she fucking sings. On those vocal cords. Pisses me off. <laughs> In the best way. And she looks great. Oh, yes. Her all brown, chocolate brown yes, look. Giving me She's been giving us fashions neutral. and outerwear and neutral. Yes. And her hair was beautiful. And she was lovely. So, so pretty. We're so excited for you guys to hear this one. Let's cue it up. Let's bring out the yes, queen child. her. Jasmine, Jasmine Sullivan. Sullivan. Come on back, come on back. You look good, chocolate girl. Drip down, yes, okay? honey, chocolate. <laughs> come and sit down. Have a seat. Let's hey y'all, hey y'all. Hey love, how we, we family? We family because we, we about to talk about our hotel. So listen, there's no judgment here. This is a okay? no judgment zone. No judgment zone. Okay, I don't want you sitting here perched. I already see you. Don't Ready to judge. This is a no <laughs> judge Let it go. <laughs> We're all family here. Right. We all have hotels. That's okay. right. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to get into it because we want to take up all the time we have with you. Yes. And I recently just saw you just Saturday at Insecure Fest. Yes. And can I just say... Singing down. Just singing down. singing down. It was just, I literally was recording video and I caught the spirit like, in the middle. Like, I dropped my phone. Aww. And I just got this new iPhone. It was hard. So I was like, wow, I'm so excited to talk to you because I love that Issa chose you 
to close out. Like, this was the last Insecure Block party. This yes. was the end of the premiere weekend, the yes. end of a huge cultural moment for a lot of us. I mean, to kick off the premiere. How did it feel to be tapped for that? And how does it feel to be part of just that family overall? Um, it was amazing. I mean, it's no secret that I love Issa. I feel mm -hmm. like um, she's one of those women that just speak for us as black women and, and gets it. And um, so anytime I can just vibe with her and do anything with her creatively, I'm always down. So I really enjoyed myself. LA was, when I say y'all was turned. We was turned. Cause listen, it was open bar. Baby. <laughs> that's all I saw was open bar. When I looked out, know how to I said, oh, the bar is open. <laughs> but it was, it was great. That's amazing. You are also responsible for the Insecure track. Yes. Um, and that was my jam. For Thank you. Hello. Um, talk to us about working on that. So I was just, um, I was at home and I came across Insecure and I just started binge watching it and I fell in love with it. Like I couldn't stop watching it. And um, it just inspired me to write the song. And uh, we sent it to Issa and she loved it. And we got uh, Bryson Tiller, yes, to be on it. That's another person who I didn't think would um, want to collab or... Jasmine, I need you to cut, cut the tape. Cut the camera. That ass. That ass. Listen. And then we also were like, do you know I'm not scared of lion tigers and bears? I'm scared of loving you, Jasmine Sullivan. Hello. I need you bad as a heartbeat, Hello. Jasmine Sullivan. What? 10 seconds, Sullivan. Hello. Bust the windows out your car. Uh, Sullivan. I would need you to stop saying that because they are brand new. I'm Miss Garrett appreciate that but you know when you um you go away and you take breaks and um you come back and it's like a new whole set of artists out there you just don't know if people appreciate your music or appreciate you as an artist and so and I never want to just assume that people know me just because I've been doing this for a minute so it's humbling you know that the newer artists you know well, have listened to me and looked up to me I, I appreciate that a lot that. of them listen to you a lot of them are inspired by you I, I a lot of songs that have been coming out have been from Jasmine Vo Sullivan's voice and pen. Oh, thank so, you. So, yeah, this is definitely like, what, girl? Stop. <laughs> Cut that out today. Yeah, you know, well, okay, well, we did selfishly want to ask because the new episode did drop Sunday. So we didn't know if you were Lawrence Hive or not, but we felt like our listeners were going to want to know. Are you Lawrence, Lawrence Hive? Lawrence Hive. Or are you anti-Isa being a baby stepmama to Condola's baby? Okay, listen, I like, <laughs> I like Lawrence. I do. I've always liked him. But I think he's um, taken a step too far. Or, Just a so I think she can go on about her merry, wonderful, beautiful life and keep it moving. No. All right. Yeah, I, you know. Okay. I mean, I get the show. I get what I'm supposed to say. But yeah. like, just... No, no, that's a fair take. I, it's a popular one. Listen. <laughs> as black women, we, sometimes I feel like we got to know when to let it go. Keep it moving. Amen you know what I'm to saying? that. Sometimes we got the don't go back. Keep it, keep it pushing, y'all. Please. <laughs> um, let's get into hotels. Yeah, let's, let's do talk it, about let's it. Talk okay, about let's it. start with the intro track. Bodies. bodies. I keep okay. on falling on bodies. One of the best bodies on bodies. One of the best like internal dialogues like ever because it it a lot of us in here can talk about that. Got you know. Please. Get it together, bitch. Get it together, yeah. bitch. I bet you don't know, know who, who you went home with. Don't sing it, actually, Scotty, please. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been at many a brunch where people, but I just keep on <laughs> bodies on bodies. It's Child. a very, you know, I was like, how, people were like, how did you 
Jasmine knows. <laughs> Jasmine knows because Jasmine's Jasmine been through it, okay? <laughs> Jasmine has been through it. Listen. Yeah, so that sets the tone really for like, you know, the tales. And this is this one doesn't really come with a person before it. So we yeah. wanted to ask, like, what made you start off with this track? Yeah. Um was it personal? Listen, had you been there? I had a couple years. Well, mm-hmm. I was wilding. I listen. Every woman deserves. I was wilding Every out. Every person. And I was just doing my thing. I had came off of a relationship that was absolutely horrible. And I was healing. And I was healing on some dicks. Oh, my God. Sorry. Oh, I, I didn't mean, mean to take and, it and there. And the truth <laughs> is. Oh, my man is here. Sorry, babe. I thought oh. slipped and fell on it oh, after I'm yoga. Sorry. You know, Hello. meditating. Just meditating Hello. on the dick. Okay, I get it. I get it. To get over, you got to get under. Okay. To get over, you got to get under sometimes. Listen, but what I wanted to do was just let everybody know and set the tone as far as um, just not being ashamed of the things that you've gone through and um, giving yourself some grace. So the song is an inner dialogue about like trying to get yourself together. But I wanted to start it off that way to let everybody know like we all go through this. You know, we all go through it and and we all are trying to figure this thing out called life. And it's all right. You know, some some. Sometimes it's not your best moment. Sometimes it is. But, you know, like, give yourself some grace and, and go through it. Right. I, when listening to Bodies in Antoinette's Tale, um, I'm reminded of, like, right now, a lot of people are exploring sexual liberation and getting past this body count craze. Yeah. Because, child, like, there was a time where we were giving numbers to these men who were asking you what your body count was, which now makes me want to throw up. Ah, uh, so but the whack, fact right? That I, yeah, and so like, girl, like the girls, including myself, was robbing myself of a good time because I didn't want to come off of this hand. I could not like- Can't get past that can, one home. Can't pass five men. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I did want to ask like, what did it look like when you decided that you wanted to claim- ownership over your body um so that's exactly what I was going through while working on this I was um coming off of feeling the shame of the things that I had done and I was speaking to myself about just not feeling that way like don't be ashamed of the things that you've done you've experienced um you know in this society a woman is supposed to look a certain way sound a certain way act a certain way and um I just really wanted to get free and I wanted to give freedom to my sisters. Like, y'all, we got to get free. Oh, my God. From yes. what yes. everybody says we are supposed to be and do and all of that. And so that's I was working through it myself. Get free. I love that. I love that. I love that. And speaking of being free, you took it as we move on right along through the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Takes us right into after the... Very amazing single, Pick Up Your Feelings, which we would be remiss just not to shout out. Yes, but we put it down on it. Ari's tail. Ari's tail. Ari's tail. I love Ari. I love... Ari Lennox is... <laughs> the funniest woman that I've ever met. Honest. Like, seriously. And honest. So funny I love by accident. Her. This is just her truth. Yes. This is just this is just her truth. Yes. I heard that clip um, on her live, mm. her one of her infamous lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes. funny. And I was like, I have to use that. I have to use that. Yeah. And then, you know, we've just grown to be good friends. Like, she's a, such a dope chick. And she speaks. She's another woman that speaks for us. And so I, I love women who are honest about where they are in their life. And um, that's what I've tried to do my whole career is just like tell it exactly like it is, whether I was busting windows out and 
you know, I was. Well, child, I wanted to ask you. When I was at it. I'm going to say, I was I brought that up. Out. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because I did want to ask. We need an update. What's the craziest thing you've done over some dick aside <laughs> from busting the windows out somebody? Because that's no, what these cars, this is what these songs are talking. We gotta well, update listen, it. I would say bust, busting the windows was the most extreme that I've been. Okay, I got okay. some more but ideas. I, and I'm going to also say that it wasn't just me. I was. I had a, a tribe around me. A oh lovely yeah, you never Window these busting tribe. Beautiful black tribe around me and nothing help like me a do it as well you gotta have a getaway <laughs> it's driver about, it's about sisterhood <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yes absolutely but you said so that is the most that is extreme. the most extreme. yeah that was the most extreme definitely. so you brought up ig stories and we were very we love the ig stories you do <laughs> yes. and we saw the one where you posed this a question like this to your audience and people were filling back crazy stuff like the kind of things women were talking about that they have done over being just digmatized, oh, yeah. I was blown away. Women and men, I mean, women yeah. and men. So yes. I wanted to ask, like, did did t- talking to the women in mass give you any insight about like what about good sex makes all of us lose our minds? Because, like, to be honest, especially with women, I was confused because yeah. the orgasm stats don't really match the chaos. So, somebody lying. And I just feel somebody's like, lying. Somebody's lying. People, I feel like people are doing a lot over a lot of mediocre stuff. And I feel like it's a deeper issue sometimes. Mm. You know what I mean? So when you were when you were getting answers back, she right about it. She right about it. She right about it. That's what I was wondering. Like, did any of the responses give any like insight to like what really it sometimes is going on with that? Um, I think that we all want love and um i think sometimes that influences the way that we act or react to things um not so much the actual slaying of the dick or the right 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 <laughs> right 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 but it's more of the fact that we want to be wanted and we yeah. uh we want to be loved which it's a human you know reaction yeah mm-hmm. and speaking of wanting to be loved one of my favorite tracks on this album yes. is girl like me and i was very thrilled that she performed it here today. (laughs) I know that it had caused a lot of conversation because a lot of folks felt like maybe, I mean, some folks felt like maybe there was like some slut shaming going on or something like that. But for me, I really took it as like the pain that sometimes comes from not being chosen because you're a certain kind of woman and like just the popularity about like, you know, the you were referencing Fashion Nova, like or like wearing this type of clothes, or just becoming like a different kind of woman who doesn't care as much, or is just not trying to do the right thing always to just make a man happy. What was the really the inspiration behind the song? Well, definitely wasn't um, me slut shaming, right? Um, with Amanda's tale, she talks about um, feeling like she has to perform sexually and give her body right. to be wanted and to be loved. And like I said, that really motivates a lot of people. And that's another thing that I, I want us to be free from is needing validation from anybody outside of ourselves. Like we have to really, really love ourselves. And I, and that's what I wanted the tales to show were women in their most vulnerable state so that we can come up out of that, man. Yeah. Because I mean, it just leads to all type of destruction and just bad decisions when you don't love yourself. Now, if you're doing it because you love yourself, if you want to have sex and sleep with people because you know that's just what you love to do, that's a different thing. But if you're doing it because you don't feel like you're enough and you need validation from somebody, then that's not that's not the move. Mm, yeah. Yep. And then we have tracks like uh, price tags and. Yes, baby, price tag. Shout out to Mr. Pac. Yes, Anderson. (laughs) Which talks about, uh, you know, getting some money from these niggas. 
<laughs> you know, just in layman's terms, yes. Taxing these niggas. Yes. You know, for your time. Yes, for and your that's time. Not for your that's time. Time costs money. Yes, it does. <laughs> okay. And that's a woman owning, you know, who she is and like saying, you know, this shit costs. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? If we're going to be together, this shit costs. But also, on a deeper level, what I wanted to do with that specifically is um, shed a light on, on that type of woman. I feel like we judge women who... Immediately. Um, Immediately. You know, they think about their bank accounts and they think about their, yeah. their future and stuff like that. And we call them gold diggers. But let's talk a little more about like why they are the way they are, what the motivation behind things. And um, that's what I wanted to do with all the women on there is just show the motivation behind right. the decisions that we make. And so with her, with Precious, you know, she grew up not having anything. And, and her motivation was like, I'm never going to be in that situation again. So, so you can feel her on a different level Rather than just saying, okay, she's just a gold digger. No, she does that because she's had nothing and she doesn't want to be that way anymore. So just looking at it from a different angle. Yeah. And I, and I love a lot of the tracks like that because they humanize a lot of stereotypes. Definitely. And I think that's like what you were doing in a lot of these tracks. And it's one, one of the reasons I love it so much, the narratives around it. Um, but it also made us think about even just as successful women like yourself, how does like the balance that comes from money and dating, like especially when you're a woman who's likely making more than mm -hmm. most a lot of the men unless you're shrinking your dating pool mm -hmm. and like how to balance like who pays for what or what like is do you feel like there's a happy medium that you try to go for when it comes to you know the twitter 200 dollars day arguments my god <laughs> what's or the twitter 200 they were talking about some a you know if it doesn't cost at least 200 dollars on the first date it's not a date that it's not and that it, you got you no should effort. go out on a second one and he better right. pay oh, and you better okay. not even reach for your card and I mean I think it's whatever works for you whatever it is that you want out of a partner if if that's something that that you want and that motivates you is to have a man that pay for everything and make sure that you're taken care of in that way then you know you do it if it if it's not you don't it's just it's personal it's a personal very thing very personal money is personal <laughs> it's a very personal experience. Um, but hearing Amanda's tale, right, is it's so close and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, I did want to talk about how you got to get these stories. Yeah, what is that like? Jesus. So process. Amanda um, and Antoinette specifically are two of my best friends. Okay. So we grew up together. We were in high school together. We bust windows out together. That's right. Those we have they real cried together. Real. We've gone to church together. We've done everything. We've you know watched the, the children be born and everything. So um, it was a big ask, definitely, yeah. to go to them and, and say, you know, can you bear your soul for everybody to hear and possibly everybody to judge? But um, I'm so big on sisterhood, right. and um, they are truly my tribe, and they love me, and they trusted me enough to take their stories and, and put it on a project. And... Um, it, it meant so much to me because to me, the, the tales are just as important as the songs, if not more, because they just give you um, a more depth to the project. And um, so, yeah, they, they, I'm sure they were nervous to, right. to put it on there, but they trusted me as their sisters. Right. Because you know? with asking your friends to share moments they might not have forgiven themselves for, you know, it, it's a deep place. I know you had to do the personal work. For yourself, too. I mean, yeah, I feel like Amanda was clearly working it out yeah. on, on yeah. that particular tale. Yeah. She, and I'm pretty sure after she heard it, she listened to it. And um, I'm, I feel like as her best friend that she's in a different place and she's in a better place. And I feel like that's what the tales help, helped do was to create community for us and, and um, let us see that there's 
people out there who feel the same way as you. And when you have that, it makes you grow. And, and I believe that it did for, for them and for everybody who... Did the process them. help you forgive yourself? Most definitely. Okay. Most definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I was working through my own stuff while I was right. doing the project. But when I put it out there and, and to see the women come together and just be like, girl, I'm so glad you said that because this is my story. Amen. That is so powerful, man. Mm-hmm. Like to have that community amongst us black women and, and, and to be able to change the narrative because I feel like, you know, society and Hollywood paints us out to be a certain type of way where we're just going at each other and we caddy and we two black women can't be great at the same time. Like, what the fuck? That's not true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Make us very two-dimensional, one-dimensional. Man, that is not true. That is not true at all. That is not true at all. Um, And we're better together. And and, um, that's what I've seen in this process. So that was the most fulfilling part of it. And I had to ask a quick sidebar because I love the community, especially the one where it sounds like there's a room full of women in the one where that's because your mom's we've been trying to figure that's out who's that's mom's your mom's house. house. Yeah. Baby, yeah. the old hoes, baby, was turned. Let me just tell I you. I didn't know who was the screaming. She write about it because the way I've been hearing that in the she, streets. Listen, she write about it was my guy mom. She, she passed oh. about um, a year ago. Oh. So rest in peace. I'm so oh, yeah. sorry. God, Mama Nietzsche, girl, you a star, girl. A star. Star. So what you, an she energy. She was right about it. Absolutely. Yes. And she's, she's been my mom's like closest friend since they were younger. So it was oh, I love it was, that. I love it that you got the beautiful... multi-generational. Oh, yeah. definitely. We had we definitely had to get um, I call it the old hoes, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> the the old tales, baby, because they got some knowledge to shed on us. And also to break that barrier where you feel like you know, we're so separate and, and right. we don't understand each other. They totally How get dare it. you judge? They've right. been through you it. They're tricking right. too. We're not the first women to go through these Absolutely. things that we're all going through. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Okay. So we also have breakup songs. Like we mentioned, Pick Up Your Feelings and lo- Lost Ones. Lost Ones. I said, what's Jasmine trying to do to me? <laughs> I wasn't in a relationship. I wasn't in a heartbreak. You would have thought I just got left by my husband and left me with four kids. Like, I just couldn't even. It was, it's so yeah. good. Thank you. And you, this is not like the first breakup song of yours or heartbreak song of yours that has made me and I'm sure everybody in the room feel that way. How do you go about, like, I don't know if there's a formula, but how do you go about crafting these songs when you tap into them? Um, well, I had, um... Writer's Block during this project. So Lost Ones was probably one of my first songs. And I really wasn't that confident about that song. um, That's why it was so short. I really pretty much bared all I can on that particular song. But um, I don't know. I just kind of listened to the music. The music kind of told me, you know, what's really the saddest thing that you can think about right now. And that kind of (laughs) crafted The song right there, but yeah. And then the, the tale was... Uh, Rashida's, Rashida's tale. Rashida's tale. Yeah. That was my cousin. Right. And she's had a very full life. That's what we'll, that's what we'll say. She says she had a very <laughs> a very full life. Super Rashida. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I mean, that speaks... You know, I did talk about that on the podcast before, about women who don't speak about cheating, you know? And... Oh, I, we cheat too, baby. Yeah. Listen, you know, yeah. And we got to be real about it. You know? it's, a part, a it's a part of life. I mean, right. That's you know. what I was going to ask you. Why did it, uh, why did it feel important 
to like tell this story because because we cheat not talked about we a lot. cheat too we cheat I mean it's, it's just it Child. is what it is and uh, I wanted to tell all types of stories and like you said stories that we don't necessarily talk about yeah. or want to talk about and give voice to and so that was just you know another part of the story that we don't usually say that you know we make our mistakes as well we do I don't think it's as often it's not. Just don't get it messed up because I see y'all looking like waiting to use this in an argument. Do not. Well, this ain't that time. Sylvia said that y'all cheat too. Y'all cheat too. And they said that y'all do a better. So, I mean, but. You know what? I take that back because some some of the uh, the stuff I was reading on uh, Instagram, baby, I don't know. We might be more. That Instagram was hot. Listen, yes, but let's talk about the pen game. Please, your project is next level, but let's not get this confused. Your pen has always been phenomenal. Oh, thank you. Always have been phenomenal. Long time. From the beginning. You've been giving us bangers for years now. Thank you. Okay, reality show, Fearless, uh, Love Me Back. Thank you. Love Me Back is the jam. (laughs) Fight me, okay? (laughs) I do not play about Love Me Back. Okay. Uh, How do you feel about the progression of your creativity and storytelling? Um, it's natural. It's, it's, um, like I said, whatever it is that I'm kind of feeling, I'm going through, it wasn't actually that easy with this project. It was, Mm -hmm. it was a little difficult and I had to, um, kind of work through it and work through my insecurities of not feeling like I was good enough, not feeling like I had anything to say that was poignant or that people would feel. And I had to work through that myself. But, um, writing for me is therapy. And um, I have to do it because otherwise I don't think I speak if I'm not actually writing it down and making a song. I re- that's something I realized in therapy. Yeah. Shout out to therapy. Shout out to therapy. Shout out to therapy. <laughs> and that, that is my way of kind of communicating and, and getting things out is through my writing. And um, I owe that as well to my mom who was a playwright and my grandma who was a poet in church. And um, just I always had women around me who were like pinning and they were like being creative in that way and they allowed me the space to do that for myself like when I was writing when I was a kid my mom just as much as the song sucked as the you know a 13 year old were white she just encouraged me to keep going so I appreciate that you know she allowed me to go through that because you are an example of what black women's love affair of literature looks like you know you are behind poets and you know uh playwrights so I think that's an incredible thing to point out. What's something that spoke the most loudly for you when you are reading your grandmother's poetry? My grandma, you know what's funny? She's really funny. Mm-hmm. And I think I incorporate that with my music. And when I'm telling stories, I do have a funny outlook on it, the way um, I craft it. And I, I honestly think that's from my grandma and just listening to her write her poems, and I always find myself laughing or giggling while I'm listening to it. It's hitting home, but it's, it's a funny outlook to it. It's a joy. I love that. And you talked about how, like, writing, you were working through a lot in this album and writing through it. Was there anything else you do to, like, work through things? Because I think a lot of our listeners often are going through stuff like this and trying to work through, but they don't know what that looks like in a tangible way. Oh, yeah. Um, I cry. I go in a corner and I just cry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I go to my mom and I talk to my mom and she says, Jasmine, you are a gift from God 
And no matter what you're going through or how you feel right now, you have a purpose. I have that with my mother as far as just pushing me to be my best, going to my girlfriends and telling them how I'm feeling and them doing the same thing. It's just about community and going to the people that love you and know you the most and having them just fill you up. Sometimes you can't do it on your own, to be honest. You need somebody to, to help you get through it. And you got you to gotta go to your people. And they be like, girl, get, your, get on your shit. Get on your yeah. shit. So yes. we need each other. You know? That's what I call Scotty for. She's the get on your shit friend. Please. Every, everybody <laughs> Please. needs a good get on your shit friend. I don't play around with the play around. Get the fuck up. <laughs> Stop playing with me. Yeah. You forgot who you are. I'm here to remind Don't you. Don't piss me off. Don't piss me off. That's my number one line. Don't piss me off. But Don't no, that's real. Off. There's nothing like a mother's pep talk. There's nothing like a village of friends. We talk about how it takes a village to raise a child, but I'm like, it takes a village to raise me as a grown woman too. Still, yeah, baby. still, it, takes it don't village, stop. Yeah, seriously. Right, right. What stories are you looking forward to telling next? Um, well, you know, we did Tragic, which is yeah. the last um, song that was out, mm-hmm. which was about tragic penis. and um... <laughs> The numbers were mathing on that one. It was mathing a bit better. I want to say, it was that one, hold up, there. this isn't right, this isn't working. <laughs> and what can is we, this? Can we, tragic. Can we talk about that? And um, please, you know how women's needs are not met and... We aren't considered. Like they don't even care. They don't. But see, but 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 <laughs> it's the finger but, on the knee, <laughs> Jasmine. It's us because it, we're not telling niggas it the truth. Is us and I need y'all to start telling these niggas the truth. That is. No, listen. it wasn't bomb. No, this pussy not yours. Listen. No, it wasn't listen, like that. Listen. Because if you don't, then who's going to have to? Do, do community This is, com- this is community service. I don't want to be the, the villain. I'm right. tired of being the daggone villain. Like, right. Who told you this was good? Who <laughs> exactly. Who lied? Who lied? Who lied? <laughs> and you can see the genuine shock. It's like the lies, the lies, the lies. It's crazy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, it, so it starts with us, It does women. start with us. And about okay. honesty. Honesty. And self-love. Listen, love yourself enough to tell that man, this is not it. Hey. This does not, not work it. for and then, and then, like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're going to lose the guy with the tragic dick. Dude, I mean, right. So when? when? Oops. Like, My bad. What are we getting out of line? Right, right. So, so we're definitely doing, um, thinking about more, you know, risque songs like that and, okay. and trying to get to some heart as well. I'm still working it out in my head, so don't Jasmine, we're just <laughs> basically what we're saying is like, don't leave us again for too, too long. Like, no, you no, know, no. it definitely wouldn't be <laughs> that. Let me let me tell you, um, I hate bringing this up so much, but since my mom was diagnosed with cancer a couple years ago, time is totally different for me now. So you know, when you go through that, you realize you just don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring. You don't know if sure. you're gonna. Be here. You don't know if the people that you love the most are going to be here. So you kind of have to seize the day. Every day that you get is a blessing. Being here with you guys is a blessing. You know, being with Issa and everybody at the festival was a blessing. Like everything, you just appreciate it so much more. So um, I'm working through it. It's hard. You know, like like I said, sometimes I don't feel my best and I don't feel like I'm great. But you just got to push through that. And that's basically what I'm doing every day. I think the pandemic made a lot of us like work through that, too, in a lot of ways. And all of the loss and the death and the sickness and just being alone with nothing but your thoughts. Yeah. Right. So when was the last time you celebrated yourself? Yeah. Mm. Ooh. Girl, think it through. Because we can start now. Because we can celebrate now. Oh, I, <laughs> we can. Bring up. No. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I can't really say the last time I celebrated myself. I've kind of just been on the run and, and just working. 
now at this point, but I don't know. I feel like I'm celebrating myself by like going to therapy. Like, okay, that's that's an answer. That is a valid answer. I think one thing that definitely needs celebrating for sure is these twelve Grammy nominations. Twelve, speak on it. Twelve double digits. We don't need to have a celebration. We need it. Every last one, Grammy people in here. Don't play with me. <laughs> don't play with me. But how does it feel? Not, if you're in here recording Academy. Okay, don't play with don't me. Don't play with us. Remember these faces. Put a, <laughs> put a vote down for me. <laughs> but can you, how does it feel to have that recognition from the industry and to like be getting your flowers in this way? Because it's so overdue, but I'm so glad it's Child. happening. I love this moment for you. I mean, it feels amazing. Let me tell you, it feels amazing. I've been doing this for a minute and... um you know, to see the work that I put in, and especially with this project, since it wasn't the easiest to actually put it together, um, to see people show me love and give me love feels amazing. Um, I'm always working on validating myself, though, and feeling like I'm worthy without any notoriety or any awards or anything. So that's the most important thing for me is that I, I feel it for myself and then everything else is second. Yeah, because that's exactly what our next point about, too, because, like, awards, it's nice to be recognized, but also we definitely want to put out the message that, like, regardless of what happens, like, this is a moment. Really, you got to, you have to, for yourself, you just got to know who you are and and know you're the bomb and... And And know that album was the bomb and know them vocals is anointed and know that Jesus literally put his thumb right here. (laughs) (laughs) Every every time you open your voice. It is insane. (laughs) The best part of it, like, honestly, was was the fact that us as black women, we were coming together and we telling our our stories and we feel like we're seen and, and, you know, these stories that nobody tends to talk about or nobody cares about. We care about, we're celebrating ourselves, laughing at ourselves, healing yeah. ourselves, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So that's that's the most amazing part of this whole project. Yeah, the forums were beautiful. The Twitter conversations, the clubhouse rooms. That, like it's everything. Been amazing. It, was, it was so wild to see, but we were all like, well, while Jasmine's on the subject, let's talk about <laughs> it. Right? Because amazing. we haven't been getting past these stereotypes. But I love, yes, I love the overall theme of just getting past these stereotypes and giving us dimension and that this is the album that you lent your voice to or the messages that you chose to because I think it just makes the fact that it did get those 12 nominations even more beautiful. That it was such an honest, Honest, authentic, authentic, genuine project. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for always providing perspective too, especially for those who don't listen to us or don't care to just take a deep dive into our perspective and what we're hearing or what we're seeing. You know what I'm saying? So I think I'm very... Appreciative for your voice, but most definitely your pen. I appreciate Thank you that. so Thank much. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for talking Thank to us you, tonight, Jasmine. Jasmine. Thank you, guys. you are amazing. Thank you, you guys, guys for listening. Don't ever let me hear you get really like that whole. No. I didn't know that. I didn't know that they would want to <laughs> sing with me. Girl, don't do that. Don't okay. do that. No, 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 no more. If I hear you, I'm okay. Don't get me. All right, don't get me. I'm getting on the stage myself. Right. Stop it right now. I appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for staying with us. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank y'all for staying with us. Love y'all. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That's our show. Thank you all for tuning in. Our show is a production of Pineapple Street Studios in partnership with Netflix and Strong Black Lead. Shout out to our team. Our editor is Jess Jupiter and our producer is Taylor Hosking. Our music is by Amanda Jones. Special thanks to Max Linsky and Jenna Weiss-Berman. Make sure you share your thoughts with us on the episode using the hashtag OKNowListen. And follow Strong Black Lead on the socials at Strong Black Lead and 
Follow us too. I'm at Sylvia Obell. Stop tweeting me about Crooklyn. Y'all got me over here acting like Scotty now. (laughs) And I'm at Scotty Beam. Keep bullying Sylvia. Wow. (laughs) Until next time, time, folks. Please. Stay blessed and out my damn sex (laughs) back.